Hi, and welcome to the Deeper Than Money podcast. I am your host, Chloe Elise. I'm a millennial money coach, speaker, dog mom, and a seven on the Enneagram. And I am on a mission to prove to you that finances can be fun and easy. On the Deeper Than Money podcast, we will dive into all things millennial finance, debt, saving, mindset, and how to have financial freedom to enjoy life in your 20s and 30s. I want you to leave this podcast with more confidence around your moolah and the belief that your biggest financial dreams are possible for you. So let's talk money. Welcome back to another episode of the Deeper Than Money podcast. This is going to be a little bit off the cuff because I just immediately got this idea for a podcast and had to share it. So I stopped everything that I was doing to record this right now on my phone. So I'm just sitting down off the cuff and going to going to drop this podcast episode because here's the thing. As if you've been around, um, and I mentioned this a couple times in my last two uh, podcast episodes, but I have not been podcasting a ton this year, especially not consistently. And a lot of that comes from feeling like I've just had a lot of stuff going on in my personal life that I haven't been ready to talk about or share about. And so I haven't felt like I've been vulnerable. I haven't felt like I've just sat down with you and been real everything. You know, I have all these podcast episodes that are ready to go and, and you know, that I prepped and recorded and they just feel flat. Like even when I'm talking about logistics, they feel flat because my heart hasn't been in it. And I don't just want to be dropping podcast episodes that are just to drop. I want to be real. And so in an effort to commit to that, I've just been like, you know what, if I have the the hankering, is that a word? Hankering? Is it anchoring? Hankering? I don't know. Um, to sit down and just ramble about something and go off about something that I genuinely believe whoever's listening needs to hear it, I'm going to do it. So um, get ready for some more. I feel like it's a little like unhinged, but not in a chaotic way, in an intentional way. Like I'm, I'm so ready. I'm, I'm so fucking ready to just break down this barrier that I've been feeling with you all um and just be more real and be more uh vulnerable and just like with it with y'all so anyway um this is what I just decided oh my gosh I have to make a podcast episode about this because it's so freaking important so that's what I'm doing right now so let's get into it um okay so I was just as one does blaring some oldie Taylor Swift uh, because I just I just went on a walk and I was blaring some Taylor Swift as I was sending some emails and eating a little pre-gym snack because I was about to leave for the gym and then the song came on The Way I Loved You by Taylor Swift right if 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 you don't know that song you're too young for me right (laughs) I'm just kidding but go and listen to it it's a banger. Um, but basically this song is about Taylor being in a relationship where everything's perfectly fine. Like it, he, she's with a nice guy and he opens a door for her and he calls her beautiful and he does all the right things. And she's like, I feel perfectly fine. Like I feel, feel perfectly fine, but I miss 
screaming and fighting and kissing in the rain and it's 2 a.m. and I'm cursing your name so in love blah 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 right and also one thing about me is I never know right correct lyrics so if I just said a wrong word don't come for me I just never and also like that song came on before it was like normal to just like google lyrics I feel like all these songs from my uh like from growing up I think I know the lyrics and I sing them so boldly and confidently and sometimes I just simply don't know them and that's just that's just how it is um but anyway so this song right it's like I'm with this guy he's perfectly fine everything's everything should be good everything should be fine but yet all I can think about is this old toxic relationship of screaming and fighting and kissing in the rain I'm cursing your name right so it's like she's painting this picture that it that she all she can think about even though she's in a safe healthy happy relationship and it's fine all she can think about is these toxic old behaviors and while I so let's talk about this from a perspective of what our subconscious is craving right and if you haven't listened to, this is an oldie but a goodie podcast episode. If you haven't, go back and listen to the podcast episode about called Your Money Thermostat. It's from season one of the Deeper Than Money podcast, so you'll have to scroll back a little bit. Um, but anyway, go and listen to it because this song, we're going to talk about how this relates to Your Money Thermostat. But here's the deal, right? So let's, you know, w- with relationships, even when we get into a spot where it's like, wait, I'm in this really happy relationship, but all of a sudden my subconscious is craving this toxic one. Like what's going on, right? Like things are totally fine. Why am I craving this old toxic relationship? And it's like, we have to ask ourselves, why are we craving that, right? We're craving that because that's what we see as normal. And we have to remember that what we view as normal and comfortable is what we crave more of, right? Our brain and our subconscious crave what is in our comfort zone. So if you are so used to, you know, in the dating scenario of like dating these toxic men and you're like, no, and and consciously you think like, I want to start dating someone who's just like actually nice to me and not toxic. And then you start dating somebody who is nice, but you still are craving those old traits. I mean, I'm not going to get too much into the relation side of things because I'm not by any means your relationship guru. And I promise I'm going to translate this over to money in a second. Um, But we're still craving what's in our comfort zone. And so, of course, there's other layers, right? Because when it comes to relationships, um, you know, in this scenario, our comfort zone, our brain, our caveman brain is like, hey, if we're in our comfort zone, I can predict what's going to happen. Even though I can predict that you're going to be cursing his name at 2 a.m. and screaming and fighting, and that's what it's going to look like, because I hate uncertainty and I hate things outside of your comfort zone, I would rather be in that same comfort zone of toxicity but know the outcome and be able to actually then kind of predict the outcome and have some control over what is going to happen, even though that control is screaming and fighting and cursing your name. Even though that is the outcome, at least I know what that outcome is, so I crave more of it because that's in my comfort zone. So what I'm going to do is subconsciously crave the exact same thing we've done over and over to get the exact same result because if I'm getting the same result, then I'm controlling the outcome and I don't have to fear uncertainty. I don't have to fear what else. Now, there are some other layers too, right? About like how we grew up viewing love. And if we view love as 
toxic and that's what we actually feel, right? Like I remember um, the first time in therapy when I was describing like, um, you know, this spark of like, I just want to feel this spark and I just don't feel that, um, you know, with like this like nice guy archetype and my therapist is like, so when you say spark, what you're actually describing is like toxic behavior, but it just creates this anxious attachment because it's like toxicity and you're they're withholding love from you. And so you're like, oh, I need to earn this love. And then they finally give you an inch of love and you're like, yay, I earned it. And like, that's what you're describing as a spark. Like that's not actually a spark, right? That's just like toxic behavior. And I was like, oh, holy shit. Okay, cool. So sure, there's like other factors going into this, right? But um, what I want to really talk about is this idea of perpetuating the same behavior in order to get the same result, in order to stay in your comfort zone, in order to not feel the fear of uncertainty. Okay. So even when things are going well in this perfectly fine relationship, she's still craving the toxicity because that's what she's known. And that's what she wants to subconsciously recreate because she knows the end result of that, even though the end result is screaming, crying, throwing up, right? So let's translate this to money. This happens so often. And I see this happen all the freaking time with clients, all the time with clients, right? And this is why truly, and I feel like all I've talked about is Wealth Accelerator lately, and I do not give a flying fook because I'm obsessed with it and that's all I want to talk about. And it's my podcast. So I'm going to talk about what I want to talk about. Um, But anyway, this is why Wealth Accelerator is set up the way it is because it's not just about here's financial literacy. Here's how to get, here's how to, here's strategy to pay off debt. Yes, that's important. But if I give you the strategy to pay off debt and let's compare your debt, let's say you have credit card debt and that is your toxic ex-boyfriend, right? That's your toxic ex-boyfriend. And you have this like thrill of like, um, okay, I got to pay off credit card debt. I got to pay off credit card debt. And then you're like, screw it right? Screw it. I'm just going to buy anything. Who, who cares? I'm not going to get out of money anyway. I might as well buy it, right? YOLO, screw it, whatever. You buy it. And then you have this like dopamine hit of like, oh, the thrill. That's like the kissing um, in the rain, right? Like fighting and whatever else. It's like this like peak of like, oh, the intensity, right? I just get to say screw it and buy whatever. But then follows it with guilt and shame and more credit card debt and this toxic relationship with money. Um, and so you're in that, right? You're in that. And then let's say I'm like, Hey, Hey, let me give you the strategy of how to pay off debt. And that's like the perfectly fine guy, right? That's like the sweet guy who's opening the door for us. We love it. Amazing. He's like, you're beautiful. It's like, Oh my gosh, thank you. So we're giving, right? That is the, uh, credit card debt payoff strategy that I give you. Okay. I'm like, here's the credit card debt straight straight off, pay off strategy, and that is the perfectly fine relationship. So now you're with your, you know, you're with the perfectly fine relationship guy who's calling you beautiful, who's doing it all right, right? That's financial literacy. You're like, okay, great. Yep. I'm paying off debt. All I have is the financial literacy piece. So like maybe I'm making some progress. Cool. Things are going well. Guess what though? Knock, knock. Who's that? Your toxic ex. It's the credit card debt. It is this subconscious pull to go back into those toxic behaviors, right? It is a subconscious pull of being like, Hey, but don't you miss just saying, screw it. Yeah, sure. You're, you're doing everything right. And you're using that payoff debt strategy and that's super cool and everything. But do you know what's more fun? These old old habits. You know what? Just for today, just say, screw it. Just for today, throw that on your credit card. Just for today. Um, just stop worrying about it. You can figure it out next month, right? All these 
old like behaviors and this old these old tendencies and all this old self-sabotage is coming up for you saying screw it just go back to this old stuff do you know what that is do you know what that is that is in the song daydreaming of this toxic ex right being like romanticizing these like screaming crying in the rain like but that that dopamine hit of like ah but when I finally get that moment of like oh yes this is so good then it's fine, right? But actually, no, right? We don't want the toxic relationship. We don't want the toxic relationship with the guy. We don't want the toxic relationship with the girl. We don't want the toxic relationship with money. And so in order to get to a spot where you're not only with the you know perfectly fine relationship, but you're loving it and you feel comfortable in it and you feel happy in it and you're not craving going back to toxicity because you don't want toxicity. You, you genuinely, to your core, that's so, ugh, right? You get the ick for toxicity. And not only that, but you enjoy so much the life with the perfectly fine guy that it's no longer perfectly fine. You love it because your subconscious, you teach your subconscious how to get comfortable and how to get excited and how to be so happy with the per, you know perfectly fine relationship, aka with this relationship with money, that you're not craving going back into credit card debt. You're not craving saying screw it because you don't have to say screw it. You genuinely get to enjoy your life. You genuinely get not only the paying off debt strategy and so you're paying off credit card debt super fast, you know, in this scenario, but you're also just like living your life. You don't feel this under um, subconscious craving to say screw it because why would you have to say screw it? Why would you have to say screw it when things actually are just good? when things actually just feel stable, when you don't have to self-sabotage to get back into a place of toxicity because that's comfortable. What if we get comfortable with a life that is just all around fucking better, that is all around just good, that there isn't these major highs and these low lows, but just everything feels good at all times because at your core, you feel deserving and worthy of this stable, healthy relationship that also feels so good. You feel worthy and deserving of this stable, healthy relationship with money that just gets to feel good, that doesn't have to be up and down, that doesn't have to be toxic, that doesn't have to be screw it, YOLO, I'm just gonna do that because that's what I want. But really that screw it, YOLO, I'm gonna do what I want self-sabotage is coming from this place of old behaviors wanting to put you back in the comfort zone and wanting you to get the exact same result so it doesn't have to guess right? Because your comfort zone and that self-sabotage only cares about you getting the same results that you're currently in. Because if you get the same results, you're safe, right? Because you've already been there before. So it, you're, you're, you can protect yourself. But if you start going outside your comfort zone, how is your brain supposed to protect you? How's your subconscious supposed to protect you? It is the unknown. And your subconscious and your vibes, your, your self-sabotage would rather you stay the exact same and get the exact same damn result than do anything uncertain, even if that uncertainty is for the first time in your life, actually getting ahead with money and feeling great about it and loving it and not stressing about it and also hitting these massive results and also having more, ba- more money in your bank account than you've ever had before and also all of these damn things right? That's what we want to do. And ultimately, ultimately, you deserve a relationship with 
whoever you're dating or a relationship with money that your nervous system gets to relax in, right? Because so often our heightened nervous system of like, ah, 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 does he love me? Does he not? Is he going to pay attention to me today? Is he not? Is he going to be mean to me today? Is he not? Or with money, am I going to be able to pay this? Am I not? Am I going to get out with money? Am I not? Am I going to be able to buy this thing? Am I not this, right? That we're so used to feeling that way. If you relate to this song, we're so used to feeling this way that we think that's normal. We think like our nervous system, that's what our nervous system is doing. Just major fight or flight. Hey, oh, fight or flight. No, what if we gave ourselves and created a relationship in our life, but also a relationship with money that our nervous system got to relax in? That our nervous system got to sit back and be like, oh, feels so good to be taken care of. Feels so good to know that I don't have to stress about money feels so good to know my trip is is planned and paid for. It feels so good to not stress about how my bills are getting paid or when I'm going to pay things off or that my investment accounts are growing or that I'm saving for a house or that I get to save up for this trip or whatever else because I know it's taken care of. You deserve a relationship with money that your nervous system gets to relax upon, that your nervous system gets to be neutral. Because guess what? When your nervous system is relaxed, it makes money a tool in your life that is so much more neutral because it no longer is this toxic energy of up and down. It gets to be this stable energy in your life this neutral energy in your life. And when money turns into this neutral energy in your life, not only do you get to relax and enjoy it, but you get to focus on things that matter more. So all in all, if you relate to that song, oof, we got to talk. We got to talk, right? But also if you relate to that song, um, you know, it's such a great way of reflecting and turning this into our money story of how can we relax? How can we work toward our money, our relationship with money being one that our nervous system gets to relax in? And not only that, but being one that we don't self-sabotage. And that is power. That's power. Um, So anyway, oof, love it. Um, And now I'm going to wrap this up and probably say screw it and go ahead and post today. And um. This all started because I was jamming out to Taylor Swift in my living room talking about (laughs) and thinking about how money relates to that. How funny. Um, So anyway, I'm going to crank this podcast episode out for y'all. I hope you enjoyed it and I hope you can take a second and reflect on how neutral, right? This would be the takeaway. On a scale of one to 10, where do you feel? If 10 is so toxic and one is completely neutral, where do you feel your relationship with money is? Where do you feel your relationship with money is? Because that is part one. That's like step number one in an effort to work to where we use financial literacy and we use strategy, but we also couple that with the deep work like what we're talking about in this podcast episode in order to get to a place that not only does the strategy work, but we're not using the strategy to be in this relationship with money that's like, oh yeah, it's great. But like, I miss just living, right? I miss the thrill. I miss all this stuff. Like that's not actually 
holistically getting ahead with money. That's just putting a band-aid. And that's why it is deeper than money, right? That's why um, the, our company is set up the way that it is. And we don't just talk about here's three ways to get ahead with money because that doesn't matter if you're doing it, but still thinking about you know these old self-sabotaging behaviors or self-sabotaging. We want sustainable wins and everything. So, and again, if you're like, damn, I want to do this work, but how the hell do you do this work? That is what we do in Wealth Accelerator. Not only do we teach you the strategy, but we teach you how to make it sustainable, how to make it ever impacting in your life and um, making sure that going forward, that's where you get to truly have your nervous system relax and enjoy money and not constantly be in a state of self-sabotage. So Again, if that's something you're interested in getting that support around and literally transforming your life around money, uh, you can click the link in the show notes and go apply for Wealth Accelerator. And unless I get any more inklings, we'll see you back next week for another episode of the Deeper the Money podcast. But who knows? Maybe I'll just keep popping off every time I have an idea and posting um, more podcast episodes and make up for my my uh, time away. So anyway... Um, thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you back next week for another episode of the deeper than money podcast. Deeper than money.